0: This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. I was reading a post by a recruiter colleague in which she talked about if you have a commitment to diversity and inclusion in your organization, you must also be diverse and inclusive in your hiring and interviewing processes. She talked about understanding that people are diverse in many ways of course, ethnicity, race, gender identification, and age, and the like, but also what she calls neurodiverse people, those with ADD, dyslexia, bipolar, autism, different ways of learning and processing the world. That made me think of a class that I taught based on Howard Gardner's seven multiple intelligences in which we all process the world differently using some, a combination of these seven intelligences. Quickly, they are verbal linguistic, mathematical logical, musical, which is another way of saying audio, kinesthetic, interpersonal, intrapersonal, and visual. So we process information in our world through one of these seven, or again, a few of them. For example, I'm very verbal linguistic, mathematical, which isn't necessarily mean I'm great at math, it means I categorize things, and visual. Other people, of course, process the world in other ways. My husband, Mark, for example, is very musical. He hears patterns. He hears things sometimes with this very small inflection that I don't because he processes the world through his ears. One time I was at a networking meeting and my co-chair at the meeting said, all right, I'm going to say red, and everybody in the room sees the color in their minds. And because I am a little bit of a rebel, I raised my hand and said, I did not see the color in my head. I saw the letters R-E-D, because the very first way I process the world is through the written word. I see words in my head, which can be helpful, but is a little difficult when you're trying to take notes in a class that's taught verbally. She made an assumption that everybody processes the world the way she does. Maybe many do, but not everybody does. So back to my recruiter friend, she talked about making sure your hiring team is trained to work with people who communicate differently than they do including understanding lack of eye contact, pauses when thinking, the need to take notes. Of course, that last one resonates with me because in order for me to process my world, because I see words in my head, I have to translate what I hear into the written words. I'm a great note taker. When I was in college getting my English degree, My English professor in my poetry class called me out in front of the entire class and made fun of me for taking notes. He said, what in the world could you possibly be writing down? I really wish I knew then what I know now, because I would have shot right back at him. I process the world through seeing words. In order to understand what you're saying, I have to be able to see what you're saying. And I bet that would have shut him up. See, the problem is we make assumptions that everybody's like us, or that our truth is everybody else's truth. And that is simply not the case. Yes, in many ways, we are delightfully alike. And even better, we are not alike. And it's those differences that are delicious. We get to celebrate how we are unique, but because we make assumptions, they get in the way. Another example, Mark used to do training with law enforcement out in California, and they would do role-based scenarios for training exercises to teach them about different scenarios, about the fact that people are different, how to de escalate, etc. So, there was one scenario in which law enforcement officers were called to a campsite where there was some creepy guy wandering around. Now, as you're listening to that, you're already making assumptions. Part of it is because of what was reported, a creepy guy wandering around the campsites. You start to make assumptions in your head that this person is probably out there with nefarious purposes. Well, Mark was the person who had to play this guy and he was told to play the part of an autistic man. All of a sudden, you realize your assumptions got in the way. He wasn't creepy, he was different. Maybe he was nonverbal. Maybe he didn't make eye contact. Therefore, we translate that to creepy. These assumptions get in our way, not just with the world and with people we don't know, but sometimes even with people we do know, This came up for me when I was thinking about energy units, which I've talked about before. And it's that idea that we start out with a finite number of energy units, let's say 100. And we draw upon those energy units throughout our day to get things done. Some of it to do basic functions, some of it to do our work, some of it to take care of our family, to go shopping, sometimes to just be. It's really easy to assume that we all start out with 100 and we all use them the same way, or that it takes each of us the same amount of energy units to do certain tasks. And that simply is not the case. Some people use theirs more quickly than others, especially if they're dealing with chronic problems or they're dealing with a task that isn't in their strengths zone. Some people start out with fewer than 100. Think about if they have chronic health issues or stress, family stresses. They might wake up and they're already at 85. They're not starting out with 100 like maybe you are. We need to understand that the people around us are different. And using the energy units example, we need to understand that our colleagues and our staff may not be functioning with all 100 energy units. Or that wherever they are is different from where you are. So if you think about coming together in a meeting to work on a project, and especially if it's something that is right in your zone of genius, but isn't theirs, or they're having a bad day, or they don't feel well, or they've got things going on at home, and they're not bringing to the meeting the same sense of excitement and enthusiasm, creativity, and innovation that you are, you can assume that they're not actually engaged. They're not interested, and they're not working at their top performance. When instead, there are other things going on. We cannot just assume. So if you enter into situations, keeping in mind that one, everybody's different. And two, unfortunately, we're making assumptions on almost a daily, maybe a minute by minute basis. This is where unconscious bias comes in because of course, if it's unconscious, we're not actively aware of it. So how do we become more aware of the assumptions and the unconscious biases that we have since indeed they are unconscious? First, you have to be more aware yourself. You have to pay attention to what is going on underneath the surface. Secondly, pay attention to your thoughts. If somebody says something or somebody walks in the door and you make a split second judgment, oh, she must be blah, 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 blah. What does that really mean? What's going on there? What are you assuming? What are you thinking? Third, challenge yourself to think differently. At the very least, going through an exercise like this fosters empathy, which is always good, but it really does help us work better together. Anytime you can approach a situation, a team member, a problem with the sense of, I bet there are gaps in my knowledge here. I bet there are things I don't know. I bet I'm making assumptions. What might those be? Then you will be on your way to working better together. If you have found this episode intriguing I would love it if you would share it with three other people who might find it intriguing. Until next time, may you thrive.